0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and I have one question for you today, Pens fans, before we head to the weekend, the first weekend in the month of January 2023, and that question is, is it time to move Jake Gensel? And no, I'm not meaning move by trade. I don't think you trade Jake Gensel. That's a completely idiotic statement if I were to make it. If I do make that statement, feel free to absolutely flame me on on social media in any way that you can. What I mean by that is Jake Gensel should be moved to the second line. I know. Crazy idea, right? You don't take Jake Gensel away from Sidney Crosby. That's apparently sacrilege in the Penguins' Bible. But every time, the top six needs a shakeup this season. What have we seen? Well, it's time to drop Ricardo Raquel down and, and bring Brian Rust back up where he rightfully belongs. Alongside Crosby and Gensel because that's going to fix all the problems. And... It might for a little bit and then it runs stale again and you realize that, oh, Ricard Raquel is probably at his best with Sidney Crosby, although he's pretty good with Evgeny Malkin too. Why is the idea of dropping Jake Gensel not even being looked at? I haven't seen it as a configuration once this season and the Penguins top six Despite two garbage time goals against the Vegas Golden Knights last night and a 5-2 defeat out there on the Vegas Strip, the top six has not been producing anything in the ways of actually converting opportunities. The first period on on Monday, yeah, they, they looked good, specifically the Crosby line, but at the end of the day, it's about how many goals you score. And if you score more than the other team, and right now the Penguins top six is just not doing that. Gensel being the main culprit heading into last night, Sidney Crosby hadn't scored a point in four games. His career high was five. He did get a goal out there yesterday, so his 20th goal of the season, and he doesn't have to worry about another career long worst stretch, which is what the Penguins are heading into as a team with now six straight losses for the second time this season. But Jake Gensel went into that game last night with zero goals in his previous seven games. He nodded two assists, like I mentioned in garbage time, but now he has no goals in eight games. One-tenth of the season, 10% of the season, that one of your biggest goal scorers, Jake Gensel, supposed to be a sniper, supposed to be The 40-goal guy, some people said 50-goal guy, and I'm on that list, had the potential to do it this year. I said he has the potential to be a 100-point player, but if he's going to do it, he's got to do it this year. He's not going to do that. Not when he scores zero goals in eight games. That's the big number that everybody's mentioning. The more troubling statistic is this. Jake Gensel has not scored a goal at 5-on-5. Since November 29th against the Carolina Hurricanes. November 29th. Over a calendar month. No goals at 5-on-5. If you look at the box scores, he does have one. It was an empty netter against the Florida Panthers. He scored two goals in that game. One on the power play and one on an empty net. That is his lone, technically, 5-on-5 goal, where there was nobody in the net. So he hasn't scored on a goaltender at even strength since November. He scored only four goals in the month of December, one of them being the empty netter, the other one being a power play goal in that same game, and then he tacked on two more power play goals in the month as a whole. People are not, I I know people are talking about this now. But they're talking about it as if, you know, he just needs to get back on the board. No, if he gets back on the board at, at, on the power play, sure, that's great, especially considering where the Penguins' power play has been the past week, which is basically non-existent. Jake Gensel needs more than just, yeah, he's going to get a goal to turn around. You need to spark that change. Move him to a line with Evgeny Malkin. And while you're at it, put Russ down there too. This is a top-six configuration that I've seen a couple times on Twitter and just has not been getting enough attention. Jason Zucker, Sidney Crosby, and Ricard Raquel. Have we seen that line yet? Have we seen it? The Pittsburgh Penguins traded a first-round pick and one of the best defensemen in the league in Kalen Addison for Jason Zucker. They put him on the first line with Crosby when he first came over in 2019-20, scored 12 points in 15 games, and all of a sudden... We're not seeing Zucker and Crosby anymore. I don't understand why. Go back to that first game against the Montreal Canadiens. That's what it could be at its best. You think the Penguins could use a little bit of that right now? And Ricard Raquel, yeah, we've seen him bouncing up and down and up and down between the first and second line all season long. There's nothing wrong with Ricard Raquel and Sidney Crosby as a duo. I understand that Mike Sullivan likes to deploy his lines, likes to set his lineup up with pairs and then add that third, third line mate on the other side. I understand that the tried and true pair has been Gensel and Crosby for the longest time, but sometimes when you're on your second, 6 game losing streak of the season and you're in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division, you need to make that change and it needs to be a preemptive strike. I don't know how preemptive it is at this point, considering how bad the top six has been the past couple of games and where you sit in the standings, but you are still only two points out of a playoff spot at this point. Thankfully, the Islanders lost last night as well, but you're only two points out. Before you continue to free fall, you got to make a change and I would make it going into that game against Arizona this weekend. Zucker, Crosby, Raquel, Gensel, Malkin, and Rust. Why do I like that second line? Because we saw it succeed very, very well. Back in 2019-20, the same season that Jason Zucker was acquired for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But that line went together before Zucker was acquired. Why? Because Sidney Crosby had a hernia surgery and missed from November to January, forcing Mike Sullivan To put Jake Gensel with Evgeny Malkin at 5-on-5. Look at the stats from that moment when Crosby went down against the Chicago Blackhawks to the moment that Jake Gensel was injured with his separated shoulder on December 30th. Gensel himself had 22 games played, 12 goals, and 29 points. Evgeny Malkin, 9 goals, 32 points in 20 games played. We all know if Gennady Malkin steps up more when Sidney Crosby's out, he stepped up big time in 2019-20, and a big reason for that was he was playing with Gensel and Rust. And speaking of Rust, Brian Rust, who right now is about, you know, I have to do the math again in my head, but around 0.7, 0.8 points per game. But back during that stretch, in 19 games played, 25 points. 11 goals. So that line worked out tremendously. We haven't seen it since. You know, a lot of people are getting on Mike Sullivan. He's not going to get fired. And I understand a lot of it's not his fault. It's hard to win games with your top two defensemen on the shelf and a backup goaltender as your starter for what we're about to see is a fairly extended period of time. If I would have to guess. At the very least, it's probably a week or two. And that is being hopeful, it seems. But, you cannot continue to ignore these different configurations that we haven't seen, except for a couple times, and they've worked. Why not give it a shot again when nothing else is working? If you look at the Penguins' lineup, the bottom six needs help. It does. And I never thought I'd say this, they really need Josh Archibald back. I think Josh Archibald is actually a very good bottom six player for this team. I would say he is more important to this team than Ryan Paling. I would say he's more important to this team right now than Dayton Heinen. And I, I it would be too hot take. I wouldn't agree with, with Carter and Kapanen, but he he's not far off of those guys. If Carter didn't take face offs and Kapanen wasn't a little bit more skilled, he might be on the same playing field as them at this moment. The Penguins need help on their bottom six, and that's not going to come from the team that's currently constructed. You might be able to find somebody in the minors, one player, maybe two players that can make it better, but you need to go outside the organization to fix that problem. But the fix for the top six is here. You know, I'm not saying they're going to switch this and all things are going to go perfectly, but at the very least, give it a shot. I mean, Jason Zucker is having his best year with the Pittsburgh Penguins. His best stretch this season since that first 15 games with the way the top six is performing. And I thought Zucker at the beginning of the game last night, he looked pretty good. He had a spinorama opportunity that might have snuck past Aiden Hill, but it didn't. And I thought he overall looked good. And I think that his forechecking, his aggressiveness matched with the way that Raquel and Crosby just have that chemistry and the fact that Jason Zucker has been able to finish a lot better this year than we've seen from any other year, really, with him in a Penguins uniform, I think that could be a dangerous top line. And I think something as stark as removing Gensel from Crosby's wing could snap that top six out of whatever glazed eyes over fairytale land that they're living in that they're not struggling. I mean, they know they're struggling, but they need to snap out of this. And I think moving Gensel off the top line to the second line will be exactly what the doctor ordered. Thank you guys for tuning in. That is my piece on that. Let me know on social media, at Iceberg Podcast, at Nick underscore Berlanski. If you tend to agree, let me know in the comment section on YouTube if you agree that it is time to move Jake Gensel to the second line for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or... You can find us anywhere you get your podcast from. We will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, Pens fans.